Hi, you're listening to Go See a Show, New York City's independent theater podcast. If you're looking for a show about cults, the femme aesthetic, and living under late capitalism, does Normal Ave have the show for you? Of the woman came the beginning of sin, and through her we all die. Hell of a title, right? The director, Kylie M. Brown, and producer Leah Honigman sat down with Gosia Show correspondent Alex Randrup after a recent performance. Take a listen. So my name is Alex Randrup, and I'm one of the correspondents with Gosia Show, the podcast, and I'm very excited to be sitting here with... I'm Kylie Brown. Kylie M. Brown is my website name you know you gotta make it uh and then i'm the director of of the woman came the beginning of sin and through her we all die better known as of the woman dot 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 beautiful and and i'm lee honigman one of the co-producers on the project Amazing. And that title, we should just start there. Like, what a stunning title. It's a real long title. It's one of those where I feel like uh, there were a lot of shows when we started, when Lily and I uh, got together for this, and uh, with very long titles. Mm -hmm. So it didn't feel as crazy back then, and now I'm like, where'd all those shows go? Uh, But I remember Lily calling me and just being like, I found, I figured it out. I figured it this out. This is the one. <laughs> yeah, and it was it's a line from the Bible um, because a lot of this play has a lot of um, Bible imagery and a lot of Bible... Um, well, it's very allegorical. Yes, yeah. mostly based in Adam and Eve, um, the snakes, and the apple. That's mostly... Um, that's actually all of that and blame and uh, the kind of allegory of feminine... Uh, and then the apple is capitalism. I, the, ca- <laughs> the capital appleism. So the apple is free people. Are we allowed to just? No, let's we, just call a spade a spade. Right? Yeah, I mean, I think in general, um, performed femness. Yeah, There's performed some... like hetero femininity, basically. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like the compartmentalization of like. Femme identifying people within a box that is, you know, quote unquote, marketable mm-hmm. to popular culture. Right. Like, that's what I see this show as being about. Yeah, totally. Hmm. Can you unpack that a little bit more? I would like nothing statement. else. Thank yeah. you. I love sound bites. So, what I see this text most as is actually just an investigation of what it's like to live under this. And this might be, you know, my my money reading of it, but of living under late capitalism and trying to survive with the social coding that you receive as somebody who identifies as more femme and the coping mechanisms that you have to develop in order to survive that without, you know, absolutely breaking down. And so what I see this show as is femmes living in boxes and trying their best to get out of said boxes. Mm. And we burn the boxes down. Simple enough. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we really do, huh? Literally, yeah. Yeah. And I love, like, there is, you know, there's a lot of metaphor and uh, biblical connections to make in how the play is, like, created and experienced. Mm -hmm. But then also, narratively, like, the content has a lot of ritual and that sense of communion. Yeah. Um, So was it, did that make it, like, really juicy and exciting for you to kind of splice that with all of the imagery that you gave us yes yeah. there's a lot I mean there's a, it's a lot of it's 
really fun when a playwright comes with a kind of background of where they're coming from. So the she Lily was playing with this idea of Eve gets blamed for the apple and what that means uh, and transposing that over kind of this world. So you already have this plethora of um, narrative information that we as an audience are coming into it, right? Mm -hmm. Like um, there's a whole thing about uh, that we originally hadn't had to cut just because it was complicated prop wise, (laughs) Um, but it was she wanted the girls to paint uh, self portraits with their feet. And then clean their, (laughs) and we had a a bowl where we would pass around that was filled with water and the girls would ceremoniously clean their feet, which was a very religious Mm -hmm. um, imagery and kind of using these, um, these rituals that we have in our lives as, and that we already as an audience understand coming into it. And so just little hints where you can be like, oh, I know that ritual. Oh, because we're doing... Lily has written all of these spells completely mm. out of her head. Um, so Which the, is a feat. It's itself. really yeah. a feat by yourself. And it's... So the idea that we have to create these rituals and create a um, language for them that mm-hmm. the audience can be led into, we also have to use kind of the world we're given of um, Christianity, which is right. the most uh, helpful narrative that mm. we have as an audience coming in. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to step us back a second. Normally, my first question, I just happen to be more familiar with this play because Transparency Audience, I also was one of the... The literal consulting producer. So I'm slightly more familiar with this play than We love to keep it in the family. (laughs) Um, But what I normally love to start with is, uh, so if you met someone uh, that you know, you hadn't seen in a long time or a brand new friend just randomly on the street when you leave here today. And they're like, what are you working on? Oh, of the woman? What is it about? Tell me, what what would you tell them? It's about four friends who work at Free People and form a cult in the basement. And that's what I do. It's because that's pretty buzzy and <laughs> Well, the elevator weird. pitch right. is phenomenal yeah. just off of that alone. It's so weird. It's I weird. And I feel like you either... Um, you either come in and accept that for what it is, or you're going to, like, if that doesn't sell you on it, you're not going to be into the show. Like, that is, um, you have to be willing to accept the weirdness in order to let the weirdness um, then start to form into something real and grounded and truthful. And familiar. Yes. Yeah. Um, but if you're gonna walk into a show and you're like I'm cults aren't a real thing um it's not gonna work out turns out they are literally my high school drama teacher came last night and she was like did you know I'm in a cult in a witch cult I was like this is a little more information than I was prepared for but yeah we're using the like most kind of weird esoteric things in our society to communicate these very uh grounded real truths yeah um, and if you're not willing to hear that, then I, why are you going to the theater? I mean, I'll also say, like, anyone with retail experience will connect with this play, even 100%. if you're unsure about every other element. That's been the best part. I'm just saying. Oh, that's been the best part. Is yeah. These are, there's very few experiences um, about the retail, or very few plays about the retail experience, which is um, really, in its own way, really... Um, its own underlayer of human behavior, its mm. own ecosystem. Oh, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, especially with something like free people. I worked in anthropology oh, yeah. for oh, a year, so I yes. so the sister store. Yeah. yeah, right. So there is something incredible, like hyper femme, oh, yeah. about just existing in that space. 
Um, and to have that translate into let's create an Eden, let's create yes. our own space and world, and then it becomes vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes so much sense now that it exists. Yes. And it's also the like, uh, for me, Lily used to work at a free people. Great. And so there was a lot of, um, she, police came in for a robbery of the store. So the actual kind of, people make fun of, or not make fun, but kind of joke about the show because the biggest conflict is that a pair of underwear gets stolen. Right. That is, and that can seem really heightened. However, if you've worked in a retail store, that is the biggest violation. They bring in police. Mm-hmm. Lily was questioned. It's a very, I mean, like, Whoa. you know, they brought, they mm-hmm. had to question all the employees in a way that was kind of not okay. Mm. Um, because all of a sudden the corporate nature of the store gets put into play right. you know, um, and doesn't totally respect that they have hired these young femme women who are, just trying to earn whatever $14 an hour mm-hmm. and are, have no interest in stealing and it's probably or have every right to want to steal because right. they are getting treated and put on right yeah. um so it gets very complicated and weird yeah mm-hmm. um so this is a new play and I feel like we're in this beautiful golden age of new plays in New York City right now you bet um and I know the two of you were part of the development from way beyond like when this production was announced. Mm-hmm. So as a director and a producer who got to like bring this thing out into its own body, like how was that? Did you feel like you were part of this larger movement in New York right now? Or did you, yeah. Yeah. Well, so I came into this project in the, I would think it's fair to say the middle of Mm. its development, really. I actually happened to meet Kylie and Lily uh, through one of our cast members and things picked up from there. And I was super excited to find a text that was kind of in the middle of its life in terms of understanding the world that it was living in. And we popped it up this like very fanciful music stand reading last Uh year, just about a year ago, actually, which is wild. Mm. And... It has been a really interesting privilege to me because I did not originate this text, but I've been able to help usher it along. And having come into something that was almost like a child that's now becoming an adult has been (laughs) an absolute delight. It's my favorite thing, yeah. Yeah. We, um, it's, it didn't feel like a larger thing to Lily. It literally started Lily and I can kind of pinpoint the coffee meeting where it had, where this show generated. Um, or was generated, we sat together and we were like, well, we want to work together. I respect you immensely. I've known you my most of my um, aware life when mm-hmm. I was growing Like, I met her when I was probably 14, 15. Um, and she's been a really... We've gone through a lot together. We both lost very important members of our family together mm-hmm. um, within four months mm-hmm. of each other. Six months, four maybe. Four months. Yeah. Wow. Um, maybe six. Um, but I... We met and we were like... We had an interest in creating spaces for um, female-identifying artists. That was definitely something. And we knew that... Uh, we both had some resources that our resources were very similarly aligned. They're not financial, but they're artistic resources. Right. There's a specific kind of privilege that comes uh, in being the daughter of an artistic director, and a lot of it is actually not financial. A mm-hmm. lot of it is actually uh, much more like I know a lot 
of people. wonderful actors. Yeah. Um, and a lot of these actors I've seen kicking around um, and was so thrilled to get to use them and get mm. to let them shine and find uh, Lily, who's a really up and coming and sexy artist right now, uh, really hot in the business. I got to take her work right before she was about to blow up with a bunch of artists who are about to blow up with a bunch of designers who are about about to to blow blow up and just kind of make a space where we're like, okay, we have no money, but we do have talent. Let's see what that looks like. Um, I love that. Yeah. And it's been all trust and just praying and glittering glue. Um, and it's been really awesome. And That's... it's been one of the most giving processes that yeah. I've ever gone through, like as a producer manager, just mm-hmm. to say like, have... I've never been able to go into a room and everyone's like, how are you feeling? And I could be like, not so good today. Yeah. Like, <laughs> No, it's, I mean, it's actually was a very loving room because none of us were frankly getting paid enough to like not have really fun. Really put on a performance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like we're all... Um, when you're not getting paid enough and you know that like everyone is more talented than what we're able to pay for and we're, that's the understanding we're mm-hmm. all doing this work on, then you get to say like, how can I best help you? Um, Cause you're not doing this for the money. Right. So let's do this because we have fun together and really, really enjoy each other's art uh, mm-hmm. and personalities. It's been a really fun show. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah and you can tell that it was a good, ex- like everything, just in watching the show, you feel like, you know, sometimes you can tell, like, oh, maybe there was some tension in that process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's nice to go into such a femme space and a femme world, and it really does, like, the design, the acting, the everything on this show does feel like everyone here mm-hmm. is about to go to a next level. So, like, audience, this is the time to come see. We've yeah. extended. <laughs> yes, so let's talk dates because uh-huh. this is Go See a Show podcast. When should they come see the show? So luckily, we have extended. We've added three dates, uh, October 24th to 26th. Great. You can get your tickets at uh, normalab.org slash ofthewoman. We've got our regular view and our premium view. Nice. Don't miss it. My because said pink and black seats just to make sure he knew that he had looked at tickets. I was like... <laughs> You passed the test. <laughs> They're pink and black seats. You really checked it out. I yeah. Love it. And for, do people want the pink seats? Are those the fancy ones? The pinks are the reserve. Great. The blacks are the general uh, admission. So go for that pink seat. Yeah, but they're all really Oh, yeah. I had good. I in the back. I had a great view. Honestly. You're not that obstructive. Yeah. We're okay. Oh, We're no. good. You direct on angles. You direct <laughs> on angles. What can I say? You love levels. <laughs> yeah. You'll have a good seat no matter what. Um... Just but, gotta come see it. You know, splurge on those 30s. Why not? Yes. Live a little. Live a little. October 24 to 26. Cool. So with that, I will end with saying, go see this show. Uh, you've only got three more days. And uh, you really don't want to miss it. Thank you guys so much for Thank sitting you. down Thank and talking. You. Really appreciate it. You're Yay. Thank you, Kylie and Leah, for hanging out after the show to chat. And thank you, Alex, for another excellent interview. You can catch Of the Woman Came the Beginning of Sin and Through Her We All Die at the Medicine Show Theater, 549 West 52nd Street, third floor in Manhattan, for only three more performances from the posting of this episode through October 26, 2019. Head to normalave.org for a link to tickets and more information. 
Thanks to you for listening into the podcast. If you dig it, please like it on Facebook, facebook.com slash go see a show. Follow at go see a show on Twitter and rate and or comment on the show's Apple Podcasts page. My name is Robert A.K. Gagno. You can find me on the internet at Robert Gagno, G-O-N-Y-O dot com. Until next time, go see a show. Go see a show. Go see a show. If you need a song for it, I got you. Like, oh, don't I worry, we're still recording. That's beautiful. That's amazing. <laughs> I love. Go see a show.